Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with my friend Erin Stevenson of Wellness for You, talking about all things health and well being. Erin, welcome to our studio. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. We're so happy that you're here with us today. So our listeners love to hear about my guests' heart-centered work, why you do what you do. So basically, I've always been in the fitness world for about 30 years. Um, Always was kind of a sidekick for me. And um, at this point in my life, I'm just devoted to helping people on their health journey. So whether it's fitness classes, yoga classes, um, mindfulness, you know, the body and the brain, the connection is huge. And I think um, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people, help them wherever they are in their journey, and take them to the next level. That's so great. And I know, like, I mean, just the whole concept of fitness is changing so much and evolving so much as people become more comfortable with this kind of the mindfulness side of it, right? Yeah. Which is huge. It's huge in athletics. It's hu- it's huge in life. Right. Just to be able to connect those two and not be so dis- disembodied all the time, which mm-hmm. I think is great. Um, when did you discover your soul's passion? I happen to know that you've transitioned from another line of work, and I think it's really helpful for our listeners to kind of hear about that path and that journey, that, how you got here. So I um, went to college for early childhood My specialty was children, young children, prior to public school ages, and I created a school at first. I ran that school, implemented it, directed it, did the overall operations for about 16 years. Um, At that time, I also became a young mother of three children. So my children were able to be with me, um, be in a safe educational setting as well as, you know, um, a group setting. I stuck with that for many years and then um, ended up selling that school, relocated, had another school. Um, All along throughout my life, fitness has always been kind of my medicine, my way of dealing with everything. Um, Being a single mom, I think, was a struggle, can be challenging um, for, for most. But I think being a role model for my kids, working multiple jobs, putting my health and fitness number one, through it all, um, now has kind of carried on to them. So at the point of my children's ages are now 18 to 23, I have now decided to make the leap into health and wellness full-time, found myself enjoying yoga, the practice of mindfulness, um, being present. Um, That was a big challenge for me personally, is to be present in here and now and not worry about yesterday or tomorrow. And I think since COVID, I had the opportunity to really connect with a lot of people who were carrying a lot of heaviness. So I think I have um, an ability to connect with people on a level that makes them realize the importance of your brain, your body, and giving that brain a, a break in the lifestyles we're leading. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so interesting to me because you... You know, you started out in education. I mean, you're a teacher at heart, mm-hmm. right? And that carries through regardless of what you're teaching. Right. And that understanding of your audience and what people or your students need in that moment. And yep. so I think it's really a natural transition that you made, you know, and also being able to, to pull through um, something in your own life that you found had a 
you know, really strong impact on, right. on your overall well-being. And to mm-hmm. be able to teach that to other people is it's really cool. So I love it. Um, so I imagine that you have a wide audience base. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of like who your ideal clients might be? So right now I primarily work with adults. Um, I have done things in the past with children, young children with yoga, um, going to preschools, going to public schools. Again, since COVID, I think there's a real um, a level of anxiety in children that wasn't present prior to COVID. It's so terrible. I think a lot of principals will say, oh, my God, our kids, our elementary kids are really having a hard time. Oh. It's a whole new world. And I have gone up until senior ages where I've done chair yoga classes, um, floor, you know, classes, exercise classes. But primarily, I enjoy to be an active instructor in a gym setting, um, all levels, all ages. And I try when I teach to teach everybody something new about health and wellness so they can take something with them as they leave. And I enjoy meeting all different people, all different ages, all different venues of um, facilities. Love to be outside as well. Yeah. So love to and teach outside. Getting into that season where we can do more of that. I happen to know that you had a goat yoga class last I weekend. Did. Tell me about yes. that. So that looks so fun. I was down in a farm in Foster, Rhode Island, um, A and B Homestead. And actually the woman used to come to my classes in North Attleboro. She has a beautiful goat farm, probably about 50 wow. plus goats, llamas, peacocks, um, all different types of animals, bunnies, dogs. So... So I did a, fun. Yeah, it was really fun. You're outside, fresh air, and some people were able to go through the whole practice. Other people stayed on their mat and just snuggled a goat. So everybody got what they needed for that morning, but I am doing that again in June. Beautiful. For two more classes, and again, um, I just happened to enjoy meeting people, be outside, and do what I love. Yeah. And the other thing I want to mention is, in addition to teaching at studios like We Breathe Wellness and these other gyms and locations, you also have your own facility in on the Cape. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have a yoga barn in Pocasset, um, kind of like my little sacred place. I've been hosting workshops once a month. Um, I'll probably be doing some more through the summer. And primarily yoga, mindfulness, um, meditation, and the classes usually run in about an hour and a half in the evenings. I've had a wide variety of people come and attend. Um, something, again, I love to do. It's kind of a sacred place, um, very calming and soothing, and just shutting the world off for an hour, helping people who are so busy taking some time for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Being able to offer, create, and then offer that safe, supportive environment is so, uh, such a big part of, yeah. of this practice, right? For people to be able to unplug like that. So, I, and I've seen, I haven't been there live yet, but I plan to get there soon and I've seen photographs. It's really a beautiful setting. So yeah, I, I encourage yeah. I encourage people to, um, to check out your schedule and to um, attend one of those offerings. So one of the things we like to talk about on this show is, you know, basically women rising, right? We Life is full of ups and downs. We have lots of, um, you know, challenges along the way and, and beautiful moments. Um, but I like to ask people to stop and pause and tell us something that they're really proud of, an accomplishment in your life that you just really feel good about, that you could share with our audience. I think if I was to say what I'm most proud of is probably raising my children mm. um, against all odds. You know, looking back, I don't even know how I did it then. It was about eight eight years that I was a single parent working multiple jobs and um, 
you know, the kids were little and I had that thought process of, oh, oh, once they're all in public school, it'll get easier. Well, it got harder because the oldest one then needed rides to sports and whatnot. But um, I've always had a very strong faith and I've always just trusted that I would be okay, land on my own two feet. And I think being positive for my own personal situation, divorce was a very positive decision for me. And I think sometimes we have a negative association with divorce. And I don't think that's the case for me. It was the best decision that I ever made. And therefore, my children are happy and healthy and well-adjusted adults because of that. Yeah. So. Would you say that was probably the most. So so the accomplishment is being able to rise out of that, right? And, and yeah, have just your, to have rise your... above it. I think when you're in it, when you're in a, a traumatic situation, sometimes you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. Um, to know that it'll pass and to stay positive. I think the positive mindset helped me. That's huge. I did a lot of soul searching during that time, reading books and um, figuring out how to take care of me yeah. because it was, you know, Such a couple a different car. jobs in a different day and trying to, you know, have three little kids be okay with it all. So I think being a mom through all of that um, has made me a stronger, better person. Yeah. And kept you grounded through yeah. it all, right? Yeah. It's what we, it's, we have yeah. no, that's the choice we make, right? Right. Um, so do you feel like that was the most significant challenge that you faced in your life in terms of sort of going through that and, and trying to find perspective in all of it or? Yeah, I would say, um, unfortunately, my situation was a very high conflict divorce, which entailed, um, Ten and a half day trial. So having never been to court before, there's a lot of fear when you're going through something like that of For the what first could time, happen. Yeah. Right. So I think um, I learned to be very calm, very you know, just focused. I guess on what was most important, and that was the three children. Absolutely. So I think there are things that happen in everyone's life that are, you know, mm. can be very traumatic. But if you just stay focused and you know, plug away it'll eventually pass, you know? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that you're not only, I'm, I'm sure you're very proud of them, but they're also very proud of you for getting you all through that as a family, right? Yeah, they saw me in many different roles. I think that's sure. important as children. Um, sometimes the mother role, it, it consists of that, but they saw me as a leader of schools, of camps. Right. You know, um, my son even watched me teach spin some nights when sure. he needed to. You know, so there was all different roles that they saw their mother That's in, awesome. which makes them, you know, better Strong, adults. Stronger yeah. people. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, so we talked a little bit about how important self-care is mm -hmm. to stay healthy and balanced. Can you share with us what your self-care strategies are and what you what you do to keep yourself healthy and whole? Um, I think, number one, I listen to my heart center. I um, believe in intuition. I believe that we have an inner compass that is always guiding us. And when we become imbalanced, it could be, you know, too much work or, you know, too much being the mom or too, too stressful situations. I think you have to really take care of your brain, um, eat clean, eat healthy, get to bed early, and definitely exercise is mm. key. Absolutely. For me, um, even if I don't have the extra time, I might just do a, a yoga class myself at home, you know, just do a practice and then I'll sit and meditate. But just having that solitude of getting to know yourself and being okay with who you are, Absolutely. being happy in your own shoes. And I think there's a, a big society out there that's always judging people on how we should act and what we should be doing. And, you know, I'm I'm one that I've had to learn to slow down and learn to 
to, you know, embrace some of the moments because I was, you know, going, going, going for so many years. Right. So I've had to kind of unravel a little bit and say, what do I really love to do? What are my passions? And, and kind of do more of that. All. Do right. more of that. Absolutely. Yep. That's a great message um, for everybody to hear. And I think it just it's a testimony too to um, this work that we're all doing. I mean, yep. it really comes down to just that. Like, what brings you joy? What feels in alignment for you as a human being, not what the rest of the world is expecting of you? Yeah. And I think as hard as it is to quiet that noise, when you can do that, it just you just feel so much more aligned and, and connected with who you are, and, yeah. it, you know, and at your very core. And yeah. that's so important, for sure. What do you love most about yourself? I know this is a really hard question for a lot of women to answer. It could be a characteristic, a physical trait, but what do you love most about Erin? I would have to say um, the kindness within my heart. I think I have an intuition where I can be in a room with someone and know if they're struggling or if something's heavy to them or maybe they need a hug or maybe they don't. I feel that there is a level that I operate on that um, an intuitive level mm, for sure that I have a sense with people. I think I'm very uh, friendly, outgoing. Most people feel really, you know, at ease with at you. ease with me in mm. my classes. I can tell if someone's new coming in. I'm like, don't be scared. You know, yeah. I'll help you through the whole thing. But I think just um, being confident in who you are as a person and self-love is huge. It's so important. Self-love is huge because you need to be happy within before you can be happy with everybody else. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, that ability to just connect with people on a genuine level. I mean, I would agree. That's It's definitely like one of the first things I notice about you when I get to know you. It's really just it comes very naturally for you and it's yeah. really nice. It's, it's a great Thank It's you. a great characteristic to have. Um, I love to ask guests about role models. And I know you mentioned it earlier, how you knew that you were being a role model to your children, which is so critical, right, as mm -hmm. parents. But did you have anybody who was a role model for you who left an imprint on you and who you are today? Uh, first, I would say my grandmother. Um, she lived in a little log cabin. She gardened and, you know... Very, very frugal uh, family who didn't have very much. You know, the house was heated by a wood-burning stove. They had a little log cabin, and they'd go fishing or they'd go hiking, but everything was in the garden. So her simplicity in mm. life, she never wanted for more. I think she was very, very happy, um, always smiling. And the relationship that I saw between her and my grandfather, you know, was a really cute love story. He would sing to her, play the guitar, she would dance, you know. They had their own little chemistry between the two of them. I love and I that. remember being little, always watching them, and then growing up saying, wow, they really had an incredible love story. That's beautiful. And she was very content. Um, she was always happy, always yeah. very kind, and I never really saw her sad or in a bad mood or, you know, envying the house next to her or what the person next to her has. She was just very happy in her very, Setting. very great, grateful. Yeah, that that practice of gratitude, right? Yeah. So she really rubbed off on me a lot. She was just a really pleasant person. That's really nice. And sounds like she was strong and independent in her own way too. You know, and that she knew what was important to her. Yeah. What we just talked about. Yeah. And what sweet. what she valued. Yeah. Oh, that's really great. I love that. I think it's so important for us to think about that. You know, the people that we um, interact with during our life lives and how how they've 
how those experiences and those interactions have shaped us yeah. for, to be who we are. Um, that's great. Do you love, um, I know that you have all so many different kinds of talents and gifts, but how do you express yourself creatively? I love music and dance. I danced for a number of years um, through my childhood. I also love to paint, be creative. Um, you know, I have an ongoing rock garden that my children every year for Mother's Day would paint me three rocks. Oh, I love and that. And now we're up to 100 rocks. So the creative um, handmade yeah. gifts, I think, have meant the most to me. Um, love to decorate my home and, and make the house a home. Um, there were times where I was renting, you know, a small little home and doing the best I could for three kids, but I always made it a home. So I always did the little extra things to make them um, feel like it was a special place. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you also like to write. I love I, to write. Yeah. Yep. I, I got to get into the uh, the writing mode. And once I'm in it, it comes very easy and flows for me. Sometimes I struggle with getting into that zone. Just um, creating the, the space. Time. Yeah, yeah finding the, the time to have solitude to do so. Yeah. But I've always written. I've always written poems, you know, prior to the children being born. When I was carrying them in their belly, I'd written them each a poem. And then when they were born. So I have a lot of that, you know, personal stuff. And um, in the process of trying to complete a book that I've written in honor of my children. That's beautiful. So trying well, to get as that somebody done. who recently did that, I yeah. encourage you to do it. Go for it. It's not an easy process, yeah. but it's really, um, yeah, it's really something. Yeah, it's 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 very freeing to just kind of get it all out there. It's yeah. great. Um, so good for you. Well, we'll watch for that book. Yeah, thank you. Um, I love to this concept of you know if we had a time machine and we could go back to when we were like a twelve or thirteen year old girl kind of struggling in the world like we all do at that age what what would you advice would you give to yourself if you could go back to that time when you were in those tween teen young teen years where you you know life felt so awkward I guess I would say um believe in yourself and have as much laughter along the way I think I've, I'm very blessed with some close friendships that I've had since even kindergarten all the way through elementary and up through high school and now the age where all mothers and um i think the gift of friendship has really been something that's important to me mm. and i feel you've got to be a good friend to have good friends um but some days that's what kept me going yeah and still you know um there's a connection with the friendships and i think laughter I think don't you know, take yourself so seriously. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. just to be able to laugh at yourself and, yeah. and realize there are funny moments along the way, and sure. the more the merrier, I guess. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a good one um, because at that age, we think the whole world is, you know, going to end if we don't, you know, right. wear wear the right this or yep. say the right that. So yeah. I think that's great advice to not take ourselves so seriously. Speaking of friendship, you know, we talk a lot about. I mean, the whole community that we're a part of is all built on, you know, having a tribe, having a community of of people who have your back. Tell me a little bit about that tribe of friends and and what that's meant for you. So personally, yeah, your group. I okay, know you have that so group of friends that you've been with for forever. There's, there's a group of ten, um, and we're all from Walpole High School. We all graduated together and all went to colleges, went on with careers, got married, had our families. But as we're getting older and as we're aging, we're realizing the special gift that we have. I think we've always known it, but we just always were such a close, you know, group. But I think as time goes on, different 
issues come up in our lives and we all have each other's back immensely. Absolutely. It's a sisterhood, I feel, that mm. is um, runs pretty deep. And without a doubt, you know, one of those nine women, if I needed them at 2 a.m., would be there for me and vice versa. Yeah. So I think it's a... Um, it's a special thing that I really hold sacred now. Isn't it so true? It's like the older we get, we realize how valuable those relationships with other women are. Right. Because it, there's just nothing. And we nothing go back. Like, some of them are to, to kindergarten. That's amazing. So we have pictures of each other. I love know, in that. In kindergarten, which it is, it's it's amazing. But it's also um, very rare too. I don't yeah. see it as often as I'd like to see it. I guess amongst women, especially that that many in a group. Yeah, because sometimes that dynamic shifts. But I love. I mean, I've seen pictures of you guys. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, I love. I know many of the people in the group um, just from being around town, and I, I just think it's so cool that you guys have that. Um, yeah. And that you've been able to sustain it. I think yeah. it's it's really great. Um, so we have listeners on our podcast who mm -hmm. are at all different places in their lives, yeah. right? Some are sort of trying to figure it all out, like many of us. Some are in some sort of transition, you know, wanting to make a sort of a leap of faith towards something that's calling them. We've all been there. Yeah. And, and so what advice would you give to those listeners? I would say um, be authentic to yourself. I think you really need to, you know, ponder what you want to do with your life, the opportunities that come before you, and then make some happen. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people that I know that might be very unhappy in a certain career. Well, then try to make the changes and get into the career that you want to be. And for me, fitness, I started, I think, teaching when I was 18. I've always had it, but that was always my go-to to handle my life. And I fell in love with teaching. And I always, yeah, I, I've been teaching for since that, you know, 18. So I feel like it's just something I'm so comfortable doing, but I couldn't imagine my life without it. Yeah. And I think for me, having a passion, having my career align with my authentic self, my heart center as to what I want to do is it's, I'm a people person. Yeah. So if I can help three people class make themselves feel better, you know, be able to cope better, then job well done. Absolutely. So it's something that just kind of goes on within me. Yeah. Um, to say, you know, each day, that's what I strive to do is help people. I think it's awesome. And people need it right now more than ever. There's just, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're coming out of a couple of really tough years and um, especially our youth, but at any age, like people, this is all unprecedented. Yeah. It's None of heavy. us, we didn't have a map. So I think this, this, the, the increases in anxiety and depression and just overall, kind of angst that people are feeling it's we need people like you out there doing the work that you're doing mm -hmm. to to help them find that balance again so i i very much appreciate that what you're doing thank you um, both for us at the center and and all of the other places that you're teaching so thank you for that um so i always ask this serious question at the end but i think it's kind of cool to hear everyone's answers in that what would you wish that there were more or less of in the world I would have to say uh, cancer. I would say that there's been some people close to me that have been, you know, inflicted with cancer in their lives. I think it's, uh, you know, a huge disease that is growing every shape or form. Mm. Um, every day. Here, and here my heart it. breaks for the families that Absolutely. I know, you know, we all know somebody who's connected to somebody who has cancer. So I think... If I could change one thing in the world, it would be a world without cancer. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I know somebody's going to 
get there, get there and find some cures for this because it is, it impacts everyone. I don't know anyone who hasn't been touched by it in some way. So it's very difficult. How would you like to be remembered? Somebody who I think loved life, um, you know, was a positive role model and somebody who went above and beyond for others, I guess, encouraged others wherever you are. In your life, sometimes I'll tell people the hardest thing is just getting to the class. Get to the class and I'll do the rest. And sometimes that's all somebody might need to hear is somebody to encourage them to say, you know what, come. You know, and once you get in the door, then you'll see the difference before you. But I think somebody who really cared and had a compassion for other people, a kindness. I, I, you know, my devotion for children, I always wanted to just make sure that they were safe and had a solid foundation and I think that's carried me through now, you know, to young adults, to, you know, adults up to seniors, just helping them wherever they are in their health journey. Well, I can t- say that you're definitely doing all those things <laughs> from from my perspective. So um, I think that you're going to have no problem leaving that legacy because you're already doing that. And, and again, it's we're, we're all very grateful to you. So how can people get in touch with you to find out where you're teaching and all these beautiful offerings that you have? I know you're in the process of pulling some of your new branding marketing materials together. But in the meantime, what's the best way to, to, to find you? It'd probably be my website, erinstevenson.com. Okay. Um, I also have a Facebook business page, Erin Stevenson Wellness for You. So that's up and running. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Um, I try to post all kinds of happenings, but on my website, if they go under classes, I'll post all my special events or where they can find me throughout my week. Wonderful. So if they want to attend a class, and in most places, like We Breathe, we'll allow them to come in if they're not a member. Sure, absolutely. If they're a member, great, um, but the door is always open. Always so. open, yeah. And, you know, the other thing is if somebody wants to, like, be on a mailing list, they can email you their email information, and then you can add them to your schedule yep. mailing list. So that would be great, too. Yep. So to all you listeners out there, I highly recommend that you check out Erin, Wellness for You, and attend some of her beautiful classes and workshops. And Erin, I am so grateful that you showed up here today. I know how busy your schedule is, but we loved having you as a guest on our show. So thank thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Janet.